culture, and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at bobbyabears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, free download for your smartphone or tablet. On the World Wide Web at Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base, but on your favorite podcasting platform. Shows usually posted about 20 minutes after the uh, initial show ends. So that way you can check it out uh, whenever you feel. And, of course, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, or our social media platforms. Ken Trahan of CrestedySports.com and also um, All Access and uh, the Three Tailgaters right here on 106.1 FM was my guest today on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. And, uh, as always, just a great job. Uh, so much knowledge. 
you know, uh, you, you know, he's one of the senior members of the um, of the sports media here in this town. He's been at it a long time, and he just did a great job today. If you missed it, check us out tonight at six o'clock on LAE, ten o'clock on the Deuce. Friday night, nine o'clock Pelican Sports Television, ten o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at two a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at five p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, and uh, it'll be at EricAsher.com and also uh, on the WLE TV YouTube page. And we hope to have that up on our social media platforms at some point this evening for you. Uh, today's program is brought to you by, again, the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. We'll tell you more about that in a moment. On the program today, Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com will join us in about uh, five minutes. Uh, he's live from Hoover, so we, again, um, we'll be talking to him about um, LSU in, in the tournament. Then Garland Gillen's going to join us. We're going to touch on a few things with Garland today. That'll be at 435. Number one, we'll touch, we'll touch on Arch Manning. He's been kind of the guy that's, gone, I don't want to say he's in the inner circle, but he has been following the Arch Manning uh, uh, recruitment since day one. Um, and uh, he'll have some good um, he'll some good nuggets for us there. Also, again, he did a one-on-one with Brian Kelly. We'll talk to him about that. And, of course, he was at Saints camp today for OTA, so we'll talk to him about that. I think so. The Bird Rights will join us. Uh, the Pels today cleared um, Zion Williamson for full participation. Wait a minute. Are they are they in the finals? And I just didn't know about it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he's he can he, he's a full go. So we'll talk to Ali about that, and also again we'll talk to him about what's happening with um, uh, the situation uh, with with um, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans coming into the draft. All that coming up here, and of course we finish up with Ross Jackson of uh, Locked On Saints podcast. We'll talk to him about Saints OTAs. As mentioned, today's program is is brought to you by uh, the Oceana family of restaurants. Um, Oceana Grill, uh, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, and Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Uh, yeah, first of all, uh, beautiful restaurant. You walk in, the picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street, you want to sit there and kind of check out uh, the craziness, you can do that. You can head to the back of the restaurant, beautiful French Quarter, uh, authentic uh, courtyard where it's beautiful by day, spectacular by night, and you can either dine or have cocktails there. And then, of course, not one but two Bourbon Street balconies on the second and third floors with adjoining private rooms, beautiful adjoining rooms uh, that you can have your next event, private restroom. And, of course, there's an overflow there when, when they're, they're, they're full downstairs and there's nothing going on upstairs. Uh, they'll put you upstairs again so you can, uh, you can dine there. Uh, it's got a wonderful menu for you, Cajun Creole cuisine. Also, again, something for everything on that menu. The cocktails out of sight. Uh, some of the best mixologists we have in all of New Orleans are right there at Old New Orleans Cookery. And, of course, uh, you can find out more at NolaCookery.com. Uh, great place, again, for a uh, night out with friends or family. Maybe, again, you're trying to close that business deal. Uh, maybe it's the first date. Maybe, again, it's just uh, you and your significant other going out for a night night out. Uh, make, uh, perfect for date night as well. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at uh, one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants, specifically this time, Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. That's 205 Bourbon Street. All right, OTAs uh, this morning uh, for the New Orleans Saints. The media got their first look at the team. Uh, I'm a little disappointed when uh, I saw Luke Johnson's list of the players that were, did not participate. Uh, Taysom Hill, Deontay Hardy, Michael Thomas, Mark Ingram, Bradley Roby, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Marshawn Lattimore, P.J. Williams, Alvin Kamara, Demario Davis, Landon Young, James Hurst, Andres Pete, Jarvis Landry, uh, Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner. Um, now, we don't know if they're all in the building and they just didn't participate or what the situation is. I will say this. We talked about it all week long. This is this is the bedrock of your season. This is how you start, again, you, you, you build the culture. 
you build because every every team is different. Okay, the culture may be there, but every team is different. This is where your new leaders emerge. This is where you kind of find out again what, what kind of team you have. And as again, you're working out together, you're sweating together, uh, and, and you get that camaraderie that that brotherhood kind of comes together. It's a lot of guys missing time. It's a lot of guys that are not here. And I know when Breeze was here, there was a lot of peer pressure, right? A lot of peer pressure to be there. Uh, when Peyton was here, a lot of peer pressure to be there. It's voluntary. But, again, there was a goal. The goal was to win the Super Bowl. Now, maybe some of these guys are working on their own. Maybe they were, they were in the facility. They just didn't work out today for various reasons. But that's a long list. Michael Thomas is troublesome. If Michael Thomas can work out with Chris Olave on the West Coast, why isn't Michael Thomas working out at, um, at, at Saints camp and OTAs? Now, again, I get it. It's OTAs. It's early, right? You want him there for mini camp. You want him there for training camp. I get it. But just a, it's a simple question. I think it's an honest question. You know, if Michael Thomas, who's been out for two years, and it's supposed to be, again, uh, still rehabbing, and we know that again, they hope to have him ready for training camp, but yet we heard that Alavi and him are working out on the West Coast together. Well, how come he's not working out here? So we'll see, again, how that kind of plays out. Um, the other ones, again, there, there are, some, there are some, uh, some real leaders there, okay? Demario um, Davis, Alvin Kamara. Those, those are two leaders on this team. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Marshawn Lattimore, Mark Ingram, even though, again, he just was back from last year. Um, we'll see how that kind of plays out. Again, hopefully these are not lingering injuries, uh, and hopefully these are guys that, that, again, maybe just missed this time around, and you'll see them next week. Uh, when, when they have another open session for the, for the media to check out OTAs. But that, that is a little troublesome to me because I expected, again, full participation because that's what's expected of the New Orleans Saints, isn't it? I mean, that's what it is. It's always been that way. You expect the New Orleans Saints, again, to have full participation no matter whether it's voluntary or not. And, look, it can be voluntary, but it's voluntary with a wink. Just if you, again, want to get in the Super Bowl. This team won nine games last year. They lost eight. 58 different starting lineups. I talked about it. Last year's OTAs not having, I thought it really lent, lent to the problems they had in terms of keeping guys on the field. So hopefully, again, this is uh, an anomaly, an outlier here, and we will see these guys next week because this is where you build a championship team at that OTAs. And not just, again, with the rookies running around and the undrafted free agents, with guys that are culture bearers for this team, that, again, that, that teach the culture going forward. Look, we've said already, we don't know. And that's why Vegas is like it is right now with the Saints. They don't know about Jameis Winston, who, by the way, was full participation today, was out there throwing uh, and, and, and took all the snaps. And again, he's ahead of schedule. But again, he was out there. He understands what it means to be a leader on this team and what it means to, again, have him on the field. But again, we still don't know how Dennis Allen is going to coach this team. Uh, but again, hopefully he's got that same uh, motivation and motivational tools that made Peyton a success as a head coach. Because a lot of what Peyton did was, again, the motivation and then the fear of, of, of failure uh, with his team. Took that from, from, obviously, Bill Parcells. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. All right. We are going to, uh, to bring on um, our good friend, uh, Glenn Gilbo, in just a moment. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you on, until 6 o'clock. Uh, and, of course, today's program brought to you by the Oceana Re Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, the Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant. Don't go anywhere. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061 Nash Icon. 
This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Critics are calling Taco Bell's Mexican Pizza the Musical a scrumptious little number. So tune in for the premiere on TikTok beginning May 26th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And swing by a participating U.S. Taco Bell location to pick up a Mexican pizza because it's back, folks. Delays are solid on 10 eastbound from Williams to Power. Look out for delays picking back up on 10 eastbound from City Park to just past the high rise. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal. Also look out for delays on 10 westbound from Bonneville to the airport. On the 610 on the eastbound side, your delays are solid from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. And look out for accidents Hain at Reed, also South Muro at South Claiborne, also St. Mary at Sophie Wright, also Chapatula's at Lafayette. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. This half hour brought to you by Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Again, open seven days a week, open late, serving lunch and dinner for you. Get out there and enjoy a great cocktail. Again, a fantastic uh, meal at, at Old New Orleans Cookery. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Even, is, even though it is the Memorial Day holiday, if your AC breaks down, whether it's the AC at your business or your home, they have technicians on call. Nate certified technicians on call. 
Uh, that's all they do is, again, answer after-hours call for you. Uh, there will be a Burkhardt employee that will answer the phone, uh, and we'll get back to you immediately, let you know again when they're on their way. So if your AC breaks down, doesn't matter what type of system you have at your home or your business, they authorize to service it. You want a company that's going to do the job right the first time, never gouge you, never cheat you, and even come out on a, on a holiday weekend, it's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. All right, joining us in the program, uh, live from Hoover, site of the SEC tournament, our good friend Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com is with us. Glenn, welcome to the show. How are you, bud? Hello, Eric. How are you? Doing great. Glenn, uh, how's uh, things in Hoover right now? Did, 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 did the, do we need an arc, or did the rain stop? <laughs> well, they're in, the, uh, they're in the fifth inning. Texas A&M is up on Florida three to nothing right now. So this is the first of hopefully three games uh, today. You know, it was supposed to go at 9.30. It didn't go till, uh, uh 1.45. Uh, and, and then you got Tennessee Vanderbilt 30 minutes mm-hmm. after this. And then hopefully uh, LSU – We'll play Kentucky after that. So, you know, that LSU could, could be starting, you know, between 9 and 10 p.m. Yeah, that's what I was, I was about to say. That's going to be a late one. That could be as late as 10 o'clock tonight. So, uh, yeah, that's a long time at the ballpark for everybody. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, Kentucky, talk about this game. Uh, uh, Tigers, again, probably having to win one or two to be able to be a host team uh, in the sub-regional. Uh, your thoughts on tonight's game? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, they definitely got to uh, do a little something, make up for that sweep against Ole Miss a couple of weeks ago. So I think if they get one or two wins, two wins might, might seal that home regional, which would be great for uh, Jay's first year. But, um, you know, they, they played really well at Vanderbilt. These, these extra days off here, Getting the top seed, getting the top four seed. You know, uh, Jacob Berry's got a, a, a right uh, middle finger is hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. Kate Doty's shaking up too, as is uh, Gavin Dugas. Yeah. Um, so you know that might be able to get them back in the lineup, or at least play a little bit. Yeah, Doty's was the shoulder. Has he had a history of shoulders popping out like that? I'm not sure if he has a history of it, but but they stabilized it. Jay Johnson said on on mm-hmm. Monday, and uh, you know he's dealing with some soreness. But uh, you know the only thing that can really help that is some days off, which he got. So right. you know they, they they may they may be careful with them and hold them for a while. But uh, you know they're itching to play. I mean every everybody is here. It's it's amazing. You know the uh, Tennessee's been waiting to play for a while, and uh, so hopefully they can get those two in tonight. Yeah, I mean again, they, uh, you know. Uh, Barry's been it's been about pain thresholds so again it's been what two almost three weeks now right so he's got to be getting closer to healthy well and and you know he's only been batting right-handed uh yes. since that injury and uh he's a he's probably better on the left side but he he hit pretty well from the right side mm-hmm. uh against Vanderbilt so that just shows you how versatile he is you know he could be uh in the top two or three picks of the draft yes absolutely Pitching, obviously, is, again, will carry you if you're trying to get to Omaha. It doesn't look like, again, they have the starting pitching this year. It's been, again, pitching by committee or Johnny Holstaff. Uh, the hitting's there. It, um, the explosion at Vanderbilt showed you that, right? They can hit the baseball when they're, when they're in a groove. Um, do you think that we will see – what do you think we're going to see in terms of pitching? Obviously, he's going to continue to do the same thing he's been doing all season long without having, again, those, those solid starters that you would hope you would have, right? 
Well, he, he's uh, he's not going to name a starter until uh, 90 minutes before the game. He said, right. But um, you know, I would I would think it might be Hilliard, but he's been he's been mixing and matching. I mean, it's amazing how many games he's won and finishing fourth in the SEC. Really, without a Friday mm-hmm. night starter, it really is, and and barely a. I mean, Mikhail is a Sunday starter, really. They really don't have a Friday or Saturday starter. And he's been piecemealing it with the bullpen and middle relief and, and, and closing. So, uh, But, you know, it, it's mainly an offensive team, though. Um, but uh, I just think it's impressive that, that he's been able to win as much as he has without a real go-to fireball or stud in the, in, on the pitching staff. See, the problem with that is, Glenn, and you know this, you know, if you're if your your bullpen is carrying you, when you get into these tournaments like this, and you have to play, especially if you've got to come out of a loser's bracket. I mean, you're using so many arms, it just puts you at a disadvantage. Rather than you know, you have a guy that could go maybe seven for you, and then you know, come in with your relief. You know, now you're going with relief in the second and third inning, and you're hoping those guys can carry you, even though again you're not maybe pitching them a lot. You know, pitching them long term, you're still putting wear and tear on those arms. Yeah, and you know, it, it, it's when you don't have that one and two ace. It, it's just you don't see those teams get past the super regional too often, you know. So if if LSU can somehow advance to a super, I mean, I, I would think they're they're maxed out, you know. You know, they could they could get by in a regional at home, uh, possibly, uh, but uh, you know, you, I just can't see them. I've never seen an LSU team in Omaha that that doesn't have better starting pitching than this. Yeah, and I agree with you. And that puts a lot of pressure on the bats, right? Because again, almost almost every time you go to the plate, you got to create some offense. And then look in the field; you almost got to be perfect at this point. I mean, you know, especially yeah, well, when you get into a tournament like this, where if you fall into the losers bracket, you might fall into a deep hole that you can't get out of. No, and they have not been a, a great fielding team for most of the season, but, um, you know, they, they, uh, they really played well against Vanderbilt. Those were some, some pressure games early on at least. And then they, they just exploded. So, um, you know, they, they can get hot in this thing. And, and, uh, Jay Johnson's been looking forward to this tournament. He, mm-hmm. he was talking, uh, there's a story I did this morning on our kick about how Jay on the West coast, uh, the SEC tournament came on at 7.30 in the morning where he was at Arizona and San Diego. And he, he just watched the SEC tournament all day while he was, uh, you know, preparing his team or in the office or at dinner and stuff. So he, he's really in awe of, of the talent here. And I was just – when you called earlier, I was down behind the plate trying to find some mm-hmm. scouts, and there's about 20 of them here. Because <laughs> there could be like 12 SEC players taken in the first round. Sure, yeah. No, no doubt about it. All right, LSU's chances of, of advancing versus Kentucky tonight. What do you think? Well, you know, it's, it's any, anything can happen in these games. But, but um, you know, Kentucky's the 12th seed, and they uh, they knocked off Auburn. Um, but I, w- I would think LSU can – I think they got two wins in them here. Hopefully they keep it a double elimination. But, you know, there's some thoughts that they might switch to single all the way through beginning tomorrow. Right. But um, I, I think LSU can get by Kentucky and maybe win another game. Is is, is that because of again the, all the rain delays? They they may go with with a single elimination. Yeah, yeah, because you know so many games are getting pushed back, and it's it's uh, it's it's Thursday, so that that's part of the uh, 
the plan that they've uh, considered. You know, seven inning games is another thing that they're considering. Yeah. As well as uh, just making it all single elimination. Huh. And they're even – they always talk about this. They've never done it. Right. Playing at, playing at another ballpark in this complex. Mm-hmm. But then you couldn't put it on TV probably. But they got to do something. I mean, if, if they don't get these two games in tonight, uh, the two after this one, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to be really behind. So they're going to they're going to have to do something. Well, the good news is it looks like the weather is really cleared up from this point forward. OK, uh, so, again, there, there looks to be decent weather. And then look, if they go to seven innings, that really helps LSU because you're not taxing that 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 bullpen as much. Well, you know, I, I've always thought that they ought to make the SEC tournament all games seven innings, regardless of weather, because you're you're helping your conferences pitchers. You know, you, you're giving them rest because the regional's more important. The games are quicker, you know, and and because you know the SEC tournament is just known for hugely long games because because of, of the rain delays. So, th- th- I think that would just help everybody. Uh, to make it seven innings. And, you know, they have done that before. They've done it here. They did it at LSU a long time ago when they had the SEC tournament. So that would be a good idea. But, um, you know, I, it, but the weather, I mean, it's, it's still cloudy right now, but it hasn't rained and the, and the sun's coming out. And, yep. and they've, they've said all week that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are supposed to be really nice. So, yes. man, if they, if they could get lucky and not have any more rain today, they could really pick up some ground. I can tell you right now, it's a beautiful spring day here in New Orleans. I mean, it's about 80-something, 87 degrees, but the humidity is way down. So, again, that, that's coming your way. So, uh, you know, the next few days should be pretty good. Hopefully LSU will be able to, again, um, take what they did at Vandy and, and, uh, and, and be able to uh, use that as motivation uh, going, uh, going against Kentucky and, and at all to, uh, over the weekend because that was an incredible series for the Tigers last weekend. Yeah, and I just think it would be icing on the cake for this for this year, you know, uh, getting away from COVID. You know, had Garth Brooks in Tiger Stadium, Jazz yep. Fest, uh, yep. everybody outside. You know, so so what better way to get back to normal in Baton Rouge, but to have a home regional? You know, with 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 no protocols. It's yes. been a long time, so that would be a blast. Tell us what you got coming up for us on Outkick, uh, and how folks can follow you on social media. Um, working on a story on all the uh, draft uh, first round prospects uh, in this tournament uh, for uh, tomorrow, and then just keeping up to date on the um, the rainouts and so forth. Also working on a feature on this uh, movie coming out documentary that's out in some cities about Nolan Ryan facing mm-hmm. uh, Nolan. We uh, got the uh, producer, so I'm going to have uh, something on that. He's one of my all time favorites. And uh, it, it talks a lot about him, you know, when he first went, the, the movie does, when he, when he first mm-hmm. went to the Astros in 1980 from the California Angels. Yep. Remember it well. Also, uh, Glenn, I haven't asked you this in a while, but when's the book coming out? Well, the book is, uh, is done. I've been done with that probably right. since uh, March, and uh, it is supposed to be out in the fall towards Christmas. Okay, beautiful. So, we'll, we'll, as soon, so, as, soon uh, as we uh, get to that point, uh, we'll start hyping that for you on the show as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it would have been out sooner, but with the, the uh, trickle down of the, the 
COVID supply shortage yes. actually impacted that. But uh, mm-hmm. hopefully they'll be out so you can, you know, be a good Christmas present. Well, Christmas is a great time for a book to come out, man. There's no doubt about yeah. it. That's, that's for yeah. sure. No doubt. Thank you, bud. At LSU B-Tweet, uh, Outkick.com is where Glenn is now. Appreciate your time. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Glenn. Glenn, Glenn Gilbo. Again, uh, Outkick.com with us weekly here on the program. Uh, don't forget about my friends over at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, uh, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, they will be open all weekend. And, um, and, again, that's for all the Oceana restaurants. They'll be open through the weekend, through Memorial Day. They're open. They're open late, lunch and dinner. you got folks coming in from out of town for the Memorial Day weekend. Maybe, again, you're in a situation where you got a little hotel room down in the quarter. Um, and go, uh, or, again, go check out the Oceana family of restaurants. If you're out in Metairie and you're driving around and you say, man, I'm hungry, Stop at Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. Voted number one na- restaurant in uh, Metairie by TripAdvisor. Uh, it's a place where, again, you can have a fantastic meal. But also, if you want to catch a few games, again, look, you got the SEC tournament. you got, you got uh, obviously, again, NBA, fi- NBA um, uh, Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals. Uh, you've got hockey that's on right now. I mean, uh, base- Major League Baseball. Uh, they've got 30-plus TV screens uh, everywhere in, in, in the uh, restaurant. You won't miss a play. And then, of course, also, as I've mentioned so many times before, which is mind-blowing, but it's true, e- even, again, TV's in the restaurant. So, I mean, if you, you will never miss a play if you're at Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. And then, a look, the menu's fantastic for you. Something for everyone. Uh, it's got Cajun Creole uh, cuisine, but, again, so much more than that. Uh, amazing cocktails, incredible beer selection. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun, Cajun County Restaurant is unique because it's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports, sports culture. And by that, I mean the memorabilia they have on their walls could be put in a museum. <laughs> I mean, some of this stuff is one of a kind. Uh, and then, of course, again, authentic Louisiana cuisine. Check them out at BobbyBears.com. They're open seven days a week, late lunch and dinner, 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. So good. Also, again, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Uh, folks that are getting on the road now, you want to make sure your vehicle is in tip-top shape. Uh, whether, again, you need a new set of tires, they got the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Something for everyone's budget and financing is available. Or, again, you need to get that, that vehicle checked out, maybe an oil change, check out the engine, uh, make it tuned up, make sure everything's working. Because you don't want to get stopped on the road, do you? You run your, you run your entire vacation? Come on. Bring it on over to Southern Tire. Same diagnostic equipment you get the dealership. And, of course, ASE certified technicians doing uh, only the work that's necessary. But more importantly, folks, getting the job done right the first time. I mean, that's the main thing. You don't have to keep bringing your car back over and over again. And as uh, my good friend Rudy Dixon says, he brings his car over to Southern Tire. They'll take care of you today while the other guys want you to leave your car for a, a day or a couple days. And that means everything, right? Customer service, taking care of your customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972 at Southern Tire. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. We'll go to southerntire.com and check out all the other services they provide for their customers. Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right. Um, I want to thank Glenn Gilbo for joining us in the program. We now head to the guest line. Joining us on, on the show is uh, Garland Gillen, who's been everywhere over the last few weeks, and I'm glad I could get him today. Uh, so much to talk with him about. Of course, he's over at Fox 8 Sports. They do a fantastic job covering all local sports there. Garland, how are you? Yeah, you're right, man. It's football season. we got baseball going on. We've got some Zion talk today. So, yep. uh, Eric, this is, this is why I like this business, because it just never stops. Sports is 24-7, 365. Yep, no doubt about it. Let's start with you. And, of course, you have been, I think there is a 
if there's a media member that has been all over the Arch Manning sweepstakes, you have been a front and center. And, of course, we found out this week with Eli Holstein that probably Alabama has moved on. Now, again, I'm going to ask you that question because, again, you're, you're more in, in tune than I am. But a lot of people believe it's out of Georgia and Texas now. What are you, what are you hearing? What are your thoughts? Yeah, Georgia and Texas kind of moved ahead of Alabama. Uh, Alabama got to the point where Eli Holstein out of Zachary High School in Baton Rouge, a four-star quarterback, wanted to commit. Bama couldn't wait any longer on Arch Manning, and they did not want to be left out of the class uh, of 2023 without one of the top quarterbacks in the class. So they took the commitment from Eli Holstein. They're trying to, they're trying to still commit – I mean, still trying to recruit Arch. I just don't see it. I, I really think it's down to Georgia and Texas now. Uh, I know LSU has visited uh, uh, twice this uh, spring at, at the Uptown campus. I know Archer talked about maybe visiting Florida. But I, I believe it's Georgia and Texas uh, are, are the favorites. They've been the favorites for about a month or so. And, and Bama just read the tea leaves and thought, hey, we need to get lock in another quarterback. And that's why they took the uh, commitment from Eli Holstein. What's your gut when you look at this, if this is now a two-horse race? What do you think his lean is? It's tough, Eric, because Georgia is the defending national champs. But if you go look through their roster at quarterback, you got a former walk-on the starting quarterback in Stetson Bennett. You got three guys behind him and Brock Vandegrift, Gunnar Stockton, uh, and, and I, the, other, the other kid escapes my, my head right now. But they're, they're all good quarterbacks, not great quarterbacks. And then you go to Texas where they have Quinn Ors, uh, who uh, transferred from Ohio State. And he has not started a game yet uh, in college football. He's going to get the start probably for Texas this fall. So he's got a position both places where he could he could probably uh, win that job. Uh, I would probably say redshirt for a year, but then probably going to can grab one of those jobs. Uh, it, it's either or. Steve Sarkeesian is a genius uh, uh, as the head coach of Alabama. Well, I mean, when he was the OC at Alabama, made Mac Jones uh, a lot of money. Now he's a head coach at uh, Texas. The one thing you got to worry about with Texas is, Eric, is how they're going to do this year. Okay, last year, Sark did not do well, but it wasn't his players. He's still trying to get his own guys in. And guess what? Texas in week two on Fox 8 hosts Alabama at 11 a.m. in the morning, which I'm sure will be about 1,000 degrees on that turf in Austin. Uh, So uh, maybe Arch kind of waits to kind of see how Texas does this season. But you can't lose either way. Austin and Athens are really cool atmospheres uh, to go watch a college football game. Really good coaching staffs on both sides. Um, I, it's like a coin flip right now between the two. Who's making the decision? Is it is it Arch? Is it Arch and, and, and Cooper? Is is uh, is Archie involved in this? Or, or, the, or, or is Eli and Peyton? Or, or do they have influence? Is it just the, again the uh, Cooper's family that has the influence? Or, you know, on, on again where he's going to where he's ultimately going to go? I think it's Cooper and Ellen who are his parents and Arch. Uh, they've been on most of the trips together. Uh, they get together the three of them. They'll make the final decision. Um, but they they love they love Austin. They love Athens. Uh, so it, it's the, they're they're fond probably with either choice that Arch makes. Um, and you can't lose either one of them. But that that's that's the synergy. That's the group. The three of them. They'll make that final decision. Uh, Archie's you know it just kind of has been there the whole way. But he's definitely not going to choose. Uh, where his grandson uh, goes, especially when he never did that with his 
his sons, Eli, Peyton, or Coop, where they decided to go. I mean, they all went on their own path, especially with Peyton picking Tennessee over, you know, his alma mater Ole Miss. Yeah. Let's shift gears to LSU. You got a chance to do a one-on-one with Brian Kelly. First of all, your impressions of the coach. He's sharp. Uh, he is definitely uh, definitely has that, that place. Uh, you know, there were some problems at the end uh, in the Coach O era. Uh, you know, the players kind of got uh, got out of hand there. They kind of ran the asylum. You need to get back to, like, controlling what's going on with, with your program there. And I finally think that, that he can get those guys under control. He's having a little trouble with Kayshawn Boutte right now. I mean, it, it's no secret that uh, Kayshawn this offseason was possibly trying to get into the transfer portal. I know uh, thinking maybe he was going to go to Alabama, but they've got him back in the fold. But it's still a contentious relationship, I think, right now. Uh, between Kayshawn and Coach Kelly. They're trying to work all those things out. But at one spot, if, if they lose a guy, receiver is the one they can lose it. But he is a, he, he's got that, that program, I think, going in the right direction. They got some big commitments so far. Uh, they're still working on getting a quarterback in that 2023 class. Possibly Ricky Collins out of Woodlawn and Baton Rouge uh, could be that guy since they're going to miss out on Eli Holstein and Arch Manning, the other mm-hmm. two quarterbacks in the state of Louisiana that are both juniors. Um, but I, I like I like the way this, this the direction this program is going under Brian Kelly. And just think of this, Eric. The last three head coaches at LSU all won national titles, so why would I say any different with Brian Kelly? Yeah. From your impressions, is he a micromanager or a delegator? I think he's a CEO. Um, he, you know, Coach O, love him to death, you know, but he thought he thought about recruiting every day of the week. Brian Kelly has some of the best recruiters in America on his staff. Cortez Hankton um, is is one of the best at his job. Joe Sloan, the quarterback coach at LSU, he's one of the uh, better recruiters in the in the country. Brian Polian. And then you got probably I call him the grandfather of recruiting in the state of Louisiana, the godfather, and that's Frank Wilson. He's one of the best. Okay, they paid him a lot of money to get the Baton Rouge. So he's got those guys recruiting for him. He'll close the deal uh, at the end. Brian Kelly will, but they're the ones that are going to bring him in. Um, I, I think he's a delegator. He he trusts Mike Denbrock, the OC. Worked with him before knows what he's about. He brought in House as a defensive coordinator. He trusts all these guys. He He's going to let them do their jobs, and he's going to be the CEO of the team. Are you, are you surprised that they have been able to rebound as quickly as they have through the transfer portal? I mean, look, this thing looked like it was going to be a tough – uh, turnaround, and I'm, look, I'm one of the ones that said, look, the transfer portal goes both ways, and and Brian Kelly's reputation and, of course, his ability to be able to recruit nationally, I thought may end up helping the Tigers, and it looks like it has in this very, very short window, but again, from, from and this isn't just football, this is basketball with Matt McMahon as well. How, again, these guys got in, they, they, they laid a foundation on, on, a, on both programs that were, that were you know, almost, it was almost barren, really, when you start talking about all the, all the defections, and they stabilized both programs. I mean, that's both football and basketball in a very, very short period of time. Yeah, Brian Kelly picked up two starting cornerbacks. He picked up a slot corner, and he picked up a safety that are all going to be starters in transfer portal. Uh, he picked up two offensive linemen that are going to be starters. He got those out of the transfer portal. 
Um, without the transfer portal, Eric, th- this would have not happened for Brian Kelly. I mean, look at Lincoln Riley, USC. He- he's taken in 19 transfers in the portal. Uh, Brian Kelly picked up a, a, a possible guy who could be one of your uh, quarterbacks that could play in the opener. I don't know if Jaden Daniels will start, but he's going to play in that game. I can guarantee you that. Uh, every time Brian Kelly talks about Jaden Daniels, he talks about the versatility he has with his arm and his feet. Uh, there's no way they're going to keep him out of that game against Florida State in the Caesar Superdome. Um, but yeah, he he he. They, I I expect them to go eight and four, nine and three, possibly ten and two as in year one mm-hmm. because they just have a lot of talent coming back. But he grabs some guys uh, that can play right away and contribute right away, especially like a Joe Fusha at safety at Mac 35. Uh, he he was a big pickup. Greg Brooks Jr. out of West Jeff, who's going to play slot corner. So he got a lot of guys that are going to play right away. Uh, and it's going to be intriguing. I think they're going to get off to a hot start. I think they should beat Florida State. Uh, they should beat New Mexico. They should beat Mississippi State. And they should beat Southern. They should be 4-0 going at Auburn. And Auburn's got a ton of problems of their own uh, with transfer portal situations. So I think yeah. they can rattle off a lot of wins to begin the season. Garland Gillen of Fox 8 Sports is our guest. Garland, you mentioned Kayshawn Booty. He is a junior, uh, and he's also got an NIL deal. Do you anticipate him maybe at the end of the, uh, the end of the day sitting out the year like we've seen with, with a few of these players just working on on their craft uh, away from the team, or do you expect him back, especially after signing the NIL deal? Yeah, I think he has to be back. I, I think it just hurt his draft stock. For uh, pretty, it, it, it could be dramatic uh, the drop that he has if he doesn't play this season. Uh, you know, Derek Stingley Jr. I know he didn't play a lot the last season, but at least he gave it a go. Yeah and then got hurt in the 2020 and 2021 season. Um, and obviously he was drafted third overall by the Houston Texans, so it paid off for him. I think Kayshawn needs more film out there. Uh, I think that in this offense he could he could definitely put up some big-time numbers. I think it would be a bad move for him just to sit out this season. I think he should give it a go. Also, again, if you would, for the audience, handicap the quarterback position for us. Yeah, right now you got Miles Brennan. Garrett Nussmeyer, Jaden Daniels, and Walker Howard. I think Walker Howard out of St. Thomas Moore, five-star quarterback, I think he redshirts this year. So you're pretty much down to three quarterbacks. Garrett Nussmeyer's probably got the, the, the best arm out of the three. Um, he's, he can run also. Uh, Miles Brennan uh, looks sharp during uh, spring drills. You know, he's your six-year senior. And then you got Jaden Daniels, the transfer out of Arizona State, uh, who's versatile with his uh, can throw and run. Uh, it's going to come down to the fall between those three guys. But like I said, if, if either Nussmeyer or Miles Brennan wins that job, I still think Jaden mm-hmm. Daniels plays in that opener. I just yeah. they got to have they got to have a few packages in there for him because I think he needs to play right away this year because he's just so valuable to what they want to get done. And the reason I think that Brian Kelly didn't name a starter in the spring was he did not want to lose a Miles Brennan or a Garrett Nussmeyer because mm-hmm. they named one of those other guys a starter. I think Miles Brennan would have transferred the summer if they didn't name, you know, if Garrett Nussmeyer was named the starter. And the same thing if Miles Brennan was named the starter, I think Garrett Nussmeyer might have transferred. So it, it was smart on uh, Brian Kelly's part. Though he said he didn't do that on purpose in my one-on-one interview with him a few weeks back. But that's the, that's the position they're in. They have no idea who the starting quarterback is right now. Yeah. And, and I don't, I'm with you. I don't expect him to name a starter. He's not letting one of these guys get out of the building too quick, no doubt about it. Look, I, I don't want to put you in, in, a, in a bad position, but would you, were you at any OTAs today? I wasn't, but I, 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 I watched all the videos. I listened mm-hmm. to Dennis Allen. I, sure. uh, I, I saw the quotes. 
Um, I was very intrigued that 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 Jameis Winston what tore his ACL seven months ago and he's already back yes. out there at OTAs. That was really impressive. I was a little worried about the amount of guys that have been sitting out Me too. OTAs because Dennis yeah. Allen is trying to have a you know he's trying to build uh, something new here. You know, trying to put his own stamp on the team. That is mm-hmm. a lot of people to be sitting out, especially yeah. with I don't know about all. The, I don't think there's that many injury concerns with that group. No, not, not a lot. And, and some leaders there, too, which I mentioned in the first, you know, as we opened up the show, Alvin Kamara, Demario Davis, you know, uh, Gardner Johnson, Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, you've got some leaders that, uh, that ended up sitting out, uh, sitting out right now. And I was wondering, again, are all those injuries or not? And looking at the, at, at the list, I can't see a lot of injuries there. There are some. There are just some that, again, chose not to participate. And, you know, look, there was a lot of peer pressure when Breeze was here, right, when Peyton was here to be here. And, and uh, I'm with you. You're starting off with a new regime, a new coach. You would expect 100% participation. And I'm, I'm a little leery of the fact that this many, these many guys are, are not there. Yeah, that's definitely a concern. And now I, I give Mike Thomas a pass because he's still rehabbing. Um, he is in the building. He's just rehabbing. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, there's, I gather some excused absences here. Uh, you would like to see Jarvis Landry out there. I I, I sure. don't know of any injury he's dealing with right now. Uh, you know, he needs to start getting with it with Jameis Winston. It's right. good that at least Winston's out there. I mean, Honey Badger's uh, all over the field already. I mean, he's going to yes. start right away and wreak some havoc. So, yeah, I'm a little concerned about the amount of, of guys that are sitting out these OTAs when Dennis Allen's trying to put his own stamp on the team. i got to be honest with you, I'm a little concerned about Michael Thomas. I mean, I mentioned this earlier. If he can go, if he can work out on the West Coast with Alave, why is he not working out with the, with the team here in New Orleans? And if there's an issue, what is the issue? I mean, is it a pain issue? I mean, it's been almost two years now since he's been on the field, and I would expect. Look, I didn't expect to do a lot of OTAs, but maybe walkthroughs, etc. Uh, but not, you know, not participating. That that was something that you know, a little bit of a red flag there as well. Yeah, I, I was pretty optimistic uh, for the Saints' upcoming season. I still am. But, yeah, you, you wonder what the heck's wrong with Mike Thomas. Okay, for him to sit out the entire season and still not be 100% uh, right now, I mean, that is a little worrisome. Uh, I mean, if, I'll tell you one thing, Eric. If, if we get there late July and he still isn't out there, then right. you, start, you start getting really worried. Then, then, the, then the sirens might start going off mm-hmm. because at least you got your starting quarterback. looks like he's going to be back and ready to roll right. uh, well before training camp. But to have your number one receiver still out, that, that's concerning. Uh, I mean, I know Jarvis Landry does a lot of the same things Mike T does. Right. And I know Olave will be a big addition. He's still got Deontay Harte and Marty, uh, Marquez Calloway in there. But, uh, yeah, you want Michael Thomas there. That, that, is, that is definitely a, a big concern for the black and gold. Yep, no doubt about it. Well, hopefully this is just a one-week thing. And next week when the open session is there again, that again, a lot of these guys will be back. But this, that was really I, – I, I was talking about it earlier in the week, and I really felt like they'd get, a, 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 you know, at least 90, 98, 99% participation. There's a lot of guys that are out that are not there that really you think they should be, no doubt about it. Garland, what you guys got coming up for us on Fox 8 Sports? Yeah, uh, Wonk Kincaid was at OTAs today. Uh, you know, he's had live reports today and tonight. Uh, he'll be back in the studio. Uh, he uh, has a big sit-down interview this weekend with one of the uh, Saints beat reporters. Sean uh, Fazan, I don't know if you caught it last night, but it's going to re-air in final play. Sean mm-hmm. Fazan went and talked to South Carabone. Uh, you know, they, their, their school got messed up by Ida. They won a state title in baseball, and they were not even attending their own school. They were going to HL Bourgeois uh, for the fall and spring. Uh, so they were playing without a home, but they won the state title, the South Carabone Gators. 
So uh, it's a really good story that Sean uh, put together. So that'll air on uh, Sunday night. So uh, and then you know we're gonna have to recap all this excitement with the Southeastern Lions are at McNeese State right now. LSU sooner or dang later will play a baseball game in Hoover. I know the weather has just been wreaking havoc. And then uh, Tulane season will probably mercifully come to an end sooner or later this weekend uh, at Clearwater, Florida. And they right. can finally uh, figure out who their next coach is. And you hope that Troy Dannon doesn't get cute with this hire. And this time around, hires someone that had success at Turchin Stadium and not go outside the box. Probably li- you'd hope he'd listen to the alumni that give the money this time around. Yeah, I agree with you. I think his job depends on it. So I think he's going to hire from within that Tulane family. And look, Garland, you can if the, if if the Pelicans were alive in the in the Western Conference Finals today, yeah. Zion would be able to participate. <laughs> uh, so maybe that's a topic as well. I mean, huh? Uh, I mean, yeah. You, you know, it, you you knew that soap opera would at least come to an end once once the Pelicans got knocked out of the mm-hmm. playoffs. But it's good to see that he's going to be back 100 percent this fall. That'll be one less storyline that we got to deal with. I guess yep. now this summer they're going to talk about it if they get the big contract extension. So there's always something going on with the Pelicans, some kind of drama. So that'll be no it this summer. It. Yeah, well, I just want him to work on his game. You know, give me something. Give me a mid-range, okay? Give me a, this year, yeah. give me a mid-range and work on your defense. Next year, work on your three-point shot. Show me that you're working on your game in the offseason now that you're healthy. That's what I want to see. Yeah, and I know he, I know he can dunk. I mean, I've seen all the videos the yep. last few months, so there's no doubt about that. So yep. definitely focus. Just give on me a mid range. I think he's got dunking down pad. Yeah, he does. Thanks for your time. You and the family have a great Memorial Day holiday. Uh, and uh, how can folks follow you on social media? Yeah, it's just my uh, name, Garland Gillen. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I do. I, I even have some TikToks every now and then on there. So you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta uh, assimilate uh, with yes. social media with. So many followers from uh, teenagers all the way up to uh, adults. No doubt about it. Appreciate your time. Thanks, as always, for joining us here. All right. You got it. That's Garland Gillen, Fox 8. Great, great, great interview with, uh, with Brian Kelly. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out on Fox 8's website. Uh, and, of course, nobody's closer to the Arch Manning uh, uh, recruiting situation uh, than he is. All right. Don't forget, again, uh, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, The Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. It is Memorial Day holiday, but all are open. All are open late. Uh, so seven days a week for you, even on Memorial Day. So get out there and enjoy a meal or, again, a cocktail or two over at, again, the Oceana family of restaurants. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for a new system, Burkhardt has you covered. Uh, Burkhardt has authorized itself some of the top brands in the industry. And then there's the service after the sale, which is impeccable. Nate certified technicians doing only the work that's necessary, using the latest technology to, again, measure your home or your business to make sure you're getting the right air conditioning system for your home or your business. Uh, You want the experts? It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10. Better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. 
Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system. And you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Bobby Ebert's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Ebert's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyEbert's.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Ebert's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. I'm Joel Clark, a select quote agent, with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and he can't take it with him. Well, I went to work and found Ray, who's 40 and takes medication to control his high blood pressure, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. That's way more coverage for a lot less than what he was paying. If SelectQuote didn't shop for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote and to find out how much you can save, call 1-800-885-9500. That's 1-800-885-9500. 1-800-885-9500. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Cheers to 30 years. The New Orleans Wine and Food Experience is celebrating 30 years for a good cause. Join us June 7th through 12th for wine dinners at Vanola, our high-end wine tasting event at the Four Seasons Hotel, and at our grand tastings with wines from around the world and food from New Orleans' finest chefs. Let loose at our burlesque show or our drag show or both. Tickets are available now at nowfee.com. Must be 21 to attend. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, with you weekdays 4 to 6 right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, and, uh, of course, um, um, the, the Mothership, Oceana Grill. All are open late, all are open seven days a week, and all are ready for you this um, holiday weekend. Get out there and enjoy a meal, cocktail or two. 
the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, thanks to uh, Garla Gillen for joining us in the first hour, along with uh, Glenn Gilbo. Second hour, we'll have uh, Ali Gassel, followed by Ross Jackson. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Your station for prep sports year-round. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's.
our man, Eric Asher. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platforms. Take the show with you anywhere. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home baseball on your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you check out the show. Normally about 20 minutes after our program ends, we have that up for you on the uh, podcasting platforms. So you'll be able to check that out. And, of course, um, don't forget about uh, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Ken Trahan, All Access, uh, uh, the Three Tailgaters, and, of course, CrestedEastSports.com was our guest today. And, uh, as always, man, did a great, great job. And uh, you guys enjoy the program over the uh, Memorial Day holiday. Uh, You'll be able to check it out again tonight at 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10, 10, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And we hope to have that up on our social media platforms tonight for you guys that are outside the uh, New Orleans viewing area. Uh, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. But remember, you can always go to the WLE TV YouTube page on the day of the show. Uh, and usually within 24 to 40 hours after the show ends on ericasher.com. Um, Today on the program, uh, we want to thank Garland Gillen and also Glenn Gilbo for joining us in the first hour. In the second hour, Ali Cassell coming up at 5.15, Ross Jackson coming up at 5.35, so a lot to talk about with those guys. And today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Um, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, we spoke about that in the first hour. We also talked about Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Uh, and of course, it also includes Mambo's uh, and the Hideout Bar and the Mothership. Okay, the one that started it all, Oceana Grill, Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter, uh, voted uh, top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Uh, first of all, they're open seven days a week, okay, and they're open late. They open at 8 a.m. in the morning. They close at 1 a.m., but usually 1 a.m. too, depending on, again, the crowd. If you love breakfast, you got to stop by and enjoy New Orleans' best breakfast. I mean, if you're just one of those people, again, that, that, that wakes up and can't wait to, get, to eat breakfast, and when you're going out, you're eating breakfast, and maybe sometimes you're eating breakfast for dinner. I mean, come on. This is your spot. The breakfast is outstanding, okay, absolutely outstanding. And, and, I, and I'm telling you, one of the best breakfast uh, places you'll get anywhere in the city, bar none. Uh, and then, of course, uh, lunch and dinner. Breakfast served 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. Lunch starts at 10 a.m. and goes to 4 p.m. From 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. is the dinner service. Uh, and, of course, the menu is chock full of, again, all your New Orleans favorites. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, but, again, so much more. Something for everyone on the menu to enjoy. Fantastic cocktails. I'm telling you, the mixologists are second to none. I've seen it so many years doing live broadcasts from there, the oohs and ahs when they come out with the drinks. Uh, and folks go, what's that? What's that? What's that? Next thing you know, again, everybody's having one at the table. You can enjoy that as well. You can dine in, the, in their authentic French Quarter courtyard, as I've said, beautiful by day, but spectacular by night. Also dog-friendly, by the way. And, of course, they got five private, room, private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for your next event. And they can put on a party at Oceana Grill. I'm telling you right now, the staff is incredible. Uh, the chefs, again, the, your, your uh, catering menu is out of sight. And then the private rooms are spectacular. 
uh, and they will do it up for you any way you want. And a matter of fact, they just went in and redid one of the private rooms just recently. And believe me, I looked at them like, what are you doing? You're spending money on stuff that, again, this thing looks beautiful now. But then always upgrading. That's what the Bader Brothers are always doing, always upgrading their restaurants. So, again, if you're looking for a place to, go to, to again, have a, a party or an event, that's the place. Because then your steps off Bourbon Street. You're not that far from Frenchman. You can keep the party going. Um, you know, to find out more, go to Oceanagrill.com. You'll find out about catering, the menu, everything you need to know. Uh, remember, also, again, it's family-friendly. Uh, great place to bring your friends, family, maybe, again, uh, date night, maybe the first date. Maybe trying to close a deal. You can do that all over at Oceana Grill because Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily, and that is seven days a week, and that's even on holidays. But some really, really uh, uh, tough news. Uh, Ray, Ray Liotta, uh, the, the great actor. Uh, Goodfellows, I mean, so many other great movies. One of my favorite actors uh, dies today at 67. He was in the Dominican Republic where he was filming the movie Dangerous Waters, and he died in his sleep. Uh, that's according to his publicist, uh, Jennifer Allen. So, again, rest in peace, uh, Ray Liotta. Uh, just, um, just an incredible actor. And, and, again, 67, gone too soon, just gone too soon. Also, the other big story today, there are a couple of them. Zion Williamson, we're going to talk about that with, uh, uh, with uh, Ali Gassel. Uh, he's going to join us in about three minutes. And, uh, of course, he has now been cleared for full participation. Uh, so that means if the Pels would have been uh, in, in the East, in the Eastern and Western, if they'd been in the Western Conference Finals, they would have been able to utilize him. Well, we'll see if they would have announced that, but it is what it is. Uh, but now he's free to be able to go out and work on his game. And that's what I've been talking about for two years on this program. Look, I know he can dunk, and I know he can rebound. He needs to be a double-digit rebounder every single night, a double-double guy every night, Okay. Uh, and then the other part of it is he's got to work on his defense and he's got to work on uh, at least one aspect of, of, of his offensive game. And to me, it's easy. Mid-range shot. Get the mid-range shot down to complement what you do inside the paint. Okay? And then you've got to work on, on, on your defense. Uh, you know, team defense, defensive techniques, off the ball. I mean, now that's stuff you, and that's why you should be staying at the facility in New Orleans working with, again, the coaches in the offseason to get better. He's got to get better this year. Now, again, there's a, there's a contract lingering out there. We'll talk to Aldi about that when, we, when he comes on. But, you know, it's no matter what, as a, as a player, if he's going to be the player that, you know, is a once-in-a-generation type player, he's got to work on his game. The great ones did. The great ones do. So if you're great, that's what you do. You find a flaw in your game and you work on it until you perfect it. And that's where we are with Zion Williamson right now. He's doing the same stuff he did at AAU that he did at Duke that he did in high school, and he hasn't done much better. Uh, you know, much more. Now, again, you say, oh, but what he does, yeah, well, I get it. Okay? But at some point, you've got to be able to expand your game. And then the other big story today is, again, the OTAs open to the media, so we got a chance to be able to see who was there. Luke Johnson of the Times Picayune has a list of those that did not participate. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, uh, I'm frustrated by it. Um, you know, this is a, we talked about this all week long, how OTAs are the bedrock uh, of, the, uh, of, again, the beginning of a new season. Hardening that body, getting that body in shape, ready to go, but also, again, the camaraderie and the team building that comes with OTAs. You know, and, you know, you've got Taysom Hill missing, Deontay Hardy's missing, Michael Thomas is missing, although he is in the building. Uh, Mark Ingram is missing, Bradley Roby is missing, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's not there, Marshawn Lattimore, P.J. Williams, Alvin Kamara, Demario Davis. Alvin Kamara and Demario Davis are captains, okay? They're, they're two of the leaders on this team. Landon Young, you don't think Landon Young needs to be there? At the last year, he played one, one game and broke his foot. Now, maybe this could be a rehab situation. We're not sure. Andres Pete injured all last year. Jarvis Landry just come in. Look, I, I love Jarvis Landry. I've been, I've been calling Jarvis Landry since day one. But come on, Jarvis. The Honey Badger's out there. You need to be out there as well. 
Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner, they are a walking Red Cross unit. Okay, they can't stay on the field. They need to be there and be working. Now, maybe, again, some of these guys. Now, I did hear uh, uh, Dennis Allen say today there were excused absences. He knew exactly where all these guys were, et cetera, et cetera, and it is voluntary. But if you want to win a championship, you need to be at OTAs. That's where it starts. And, again, it goes back to show you. It was one of the questions that the national media has, that, that, that Vegas has. What kind of impact will it be not having Sean Payton on that sideline? Is Dennis Allen going to command the same type of respect? And that's a question, okay? It's a legitimate question, okay? And one of those things is getting your ass to OTAs and getting ready for the season. This team, 58 different starting lineups, four different quarterbacks last year. A lot of that is against their, their bodies were not ready for the season. And they got 13 straight games this year, okay? 13 straight games. They start on September 11th, and, 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 their, and their bye is not till December the 11th. So that, that is a long stretch. So hopefully these guys will be there next week when, when the media gets a chance to peek at, at what's happening out there. But that's, uh, that's very disheartening, I've got to be honest with you, for a team that, again, a lot of people that in this town believe has a chance to be a Super Bowl contender. Not doing that when you're missing miss this many players, and some of these guys are leaders. They need to be out at OTAs. All right, let's shift gears. Let's talk about the Pels. He's with us each and every week. I think he's one of the best we have in the city at covering the New Orleans Pelicans. I think his site is one of the best sites out there. Uh, again, it's, it's, an, it's really kind of a all-inclusive site, the things that, that, again, you did know or, or things you do know, uh, they, they, they expand on it. It's uh, Ali Cassell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights. He joins us on the program now. Ali, how are you? I'm doing great, Eric. How are you? Doing Ali, I'm, I'm almost out the door, brother. I mean, I got to tell you. <laughs> I'm off tomorrow and Monday, and uh, I'm counting right. the minutes, okay? And believe me, and I love my job. I love doing this job every single day, but I'm counting the minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, they had a song on by Eric Church. It was on before, before I came on today and something about getting a drink, and I'm, I'm almost there, brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost there. You're going to be doing Memorial Day weekend right. You know I am, <laughs> especially this is the first Memorial Day. What? It's been two years since we really had a real Memorial Day, right? And of course, you know That's we we always want to give, you know, we always want to want to pay pay uh, again our respects to those that again that gave their lives, uh, you know, in, in in the service of our country. But uh, a lot of people again need this holiday just to kind of just you know kind of unwind after a really really tough half a year so far. Oh, you're not kidding. Yeah, I mean, we're still everybody. I feel like it's still getting back to normal. Nobody. Right. It's gone completely back to the pre-pandemic days that I know of, whether it's with their jobs, with their routines in life, you name it. Yeah, absolutely. Ali, before we get into Pels and and um, and and Zion, because we want to talk about that, I got to tell you how disappointed I am in the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. Look, I've been Mm -hmm. watching basketball my entire life and and I live for the NBA playoffs. And I got to tell you, I'm bored stiff. I mean, bored <laughs> stiff. I mean, these, these, these blowouts, maybe the team comes back, but can't come back all the way. I mean, last night they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I mean, just really not, not the excitement that we saw early in the playoffs for sure, okay? And definitely not the excitement that we've seen in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals over the last few years. Exactly. And it's been a problem. I mean, I missed the first round like crazy, watching the Pelicans for sure. But every other, it seems like, series was so much more competitive. And now it seems like injuries have honestly decimated the teams and or they're just tired. You know, I would say Dallas looks tired. But as for Boston, but thank goodness Boston has a lot of good players, but Miami. I mean, Miami looks like a shell of themselves. Kyle Lowry doesn't look like he should be playing a single minute. Jimmy Butler's not the guy that we remember, right? Just three weeks ago, he's putting up incredible lines leading Miami Heat to wins. And last couple games or so, he hasn't been able to hit the broadside of a barn. His first shot yesterday, missed a layup. Yep. And when he's not getting to the free throw line, that's a problem. They haven't had Tyler Hero. 
You know, so there goes their top three scores right there. So, yes, Eric, it's made for a terrible viewing. Even though, you know, Miami has won a couple of games, mm-hmm. this, this one's over, right? I know Boston came back from a 3-2 deficit against the Bucks, but you feel pretty confident that with Tatum and largely their group healthy and the way Miami just can't score the ball. I mean, what, they shoot 31% from the mm-hmm. field in the last game? And, and you don't think that's going to change, right? Because they're not going to get – everybody's not going to get healthy magically overnight. And as for the Mavericks, boy, it's been really Luka and the three-point shot or bust, right? right? They finally got it together in game four, but for the large part, it's been, yeah, it's been sad. It makes you wish that somehow the Phoenix Suns would have found a way to get mm-hmm. right to the finals, conference finals against the Warriors because yeah. that would have been a much better challenge. I agree. And look, you're going to go, go three-point for three-pointer against the Golden State Warriors? Uh, that one you're going to lose most of the time. Exactly. They're the most proficient team around, right? I mean, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, enough said, but they've still got Jordan Poole. They've got a lot of good other role players. And when the Mavericks, right, Luka's not a great three-point shooter to begin with. Mm-hmm. I hope people understand. He's usually been under 35% in his career. And, yeah, Reggie Bullock, he, he didn't make a single one. He did Clive Kleber in game three. Um, and they struggled in the first two games as well. They kind of got it going in game four. But right. that's, that's, that's not a team that's capable Mm-mm. of, in a long series, you would think, of outshooting anybody, let alone the Warriors. I shouldn't say anybody because they are, of course, in the finals, Western Conference finals. But still, point being, Dallas Mavericks are Luka Doncic and just, you know, role players, right? Besides maybe Brunson. But that's not enough. And we're right. seeing it. Some are complaining about the way the schedule was set up this year with, again, not a lot of time off in between games, you know, playing, uh, you know, as many games as they did in a week. Do you think that is lingering now into the playoffs where the stars are being affected and it's affecting, again, the playoffs itself? You know, I don't because this has normally been the way it's been in the past pre-pandemic days. They played usually this type of a strenuous schedule. I think what's honestly killing them now is that the fact they're coming up two seasons where they didn't play a full 82 games. And I think with other type of disruptions as well. But first of all, Miami Heat, look, they put together a team that was on the brink of an injury, right? I mean, Jimmy Butler's not been the most healthiest, healthiest guy around. Kyle Lowry's body's been breaking down for a few years now. And you could have seen this kind of, you know, ending for a Miami Heat season where by the time they got deep into the playoffs, well, they've all kind of run out of juice and or are hurt. So that's not a surprise. But, no, I don't think that's really an argument that needs to be made, Eric, honestly. These guys playing every other day isn't bad. I mean, they play a lot of times, three day, three games in four days. And you've got a lot of young legs. You can go deeper into rotations and stuff like that to alleviate those problems. And I feel like this year is kind of a little bit different, right? In pre-pandemic days, you didn't have these type of issues where injuries absolutely dominated sometimes both teams in a series. I like to sell the bird rights is with us. Well, hopefully we'll see a better finals than what we've seen in the conference finals. And that, that, that again, you know, because for me, NBA playoffs is must-see TV. I mean, again, I don't miss a game. Uh, but, again, it's been, hard to, it's been hard to keep my attention with, with again, the, the way this thing's been played. Let's shift gears to the Pels. Uh, of course, the Pelicans announced today that, uh, that uh, Zion has is, is, uh, is now uh, been released for full participation. Just give me your thoughts. This is a good, good news because this is what we were told was likely to happen towards the end of uh, the season, right, when we had the exit interviews, that if everything goes according to plan, Zion should be cleared in about a month. Well, it's been a little bit quicker than a month, but either way, point being, Zion's on schedule as 
as everybody anticipated within the Pels, that he would be healthy and be able to go through a full offseason where he could work on his game. Forget rehabbing, forget still needing further yep. imaging and figuring out what's, what's going on with that foot, how can we help it along. No, he's finally cleared it. I mean, it took a gosh darn almost a full year for him to overcome an injury that shouldn't take but, what, two months? But that's, anyway, that being said, Zion's finally there. His, his foot's now healthy. He's not going to have any kind of restrictions. And as you, I heard you mentioning before you brought me on, Eric, he can work on his game because he does have to add something to it, right? And I think right. it's going to be that mid-range shot. It's got to be. Got to be, right? I mean, that's the next, next natural step. Instead of trying to step all the way out and shoot threes, he gets a mid-range shot. He's going to be tough to defend, man. Yeah, you know, he told us in the last uh, media day that that's what he had spent a lot of time working on and we talked to some people behind the scenes, and that's what he was working with his father-in-law before, right, he broke that bone in his foot. And that's unfortunate because he said he was really making them. And I'll tell you what, I kind of believe him because when he's been back, since he's been back from Portland, his shot, it looks better. There's more arc. There's more consistency in this ball flight to where it looks a lot more it's repeatable. And I've seen him both on his three-point shot, shots and mid-range shots and even his free throws. So even though I know it's not real game situations, that shot looked better than when it did a year ago when he was playing uh, still under Alvin Gentry. Remember, we didn't get mm-hmm. to see him under Stan Van Gundy. Yes. Pandemic wiped out any kind of uh, participation by any kind of media to any practices. But I'll tell you what, he did look markedly better, so there's hope. I think that he could add a mid-range shot. The thing is, is he going to take it? That's my question because in his rookie season, even last season, Teaspoon and other coaches were saying, look, if you're open from 8 to 10 feet, you've got to take it. And I only remember him um, under Van Gundy only taking a few of those shots. I mean, literally like five to yep. maybe eight to where when he took it and, it was, and he had a couple that led to wins, right? It was such a big deal. But I hope he's overcome the mental aspect more than the physical. Because I think, honestly, he's got enough talent to figure it out. He puts his time into it. We've seen his touch, right? This, this kid's got that special ability. Mm-hmm. You've got to think that he's going to be able at least to be able to make a mid-range shot. For me, it's yeah. going to be between his ears. Will he learn to honestly, I don't want to say settle, but, you know, have the confidence to shoot it when right. he Trust it. That's, you know, that's what defenses are going to demand. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. And then, look, next season, work on the three-pointer. You know what I'm saying? You know, get move out a little bit. But, again, the mid-range will help him because we know he's dominant within the paint. The other thing, again, I said is he's got to be a double-digit rebounder this year. I mean, I know he was, you know, he had seven, but he's a guy that I think has got to be a double-double guy. And, and, and de- de- defense is something he's got to work on. And, look, in order to do that, I think you've got to be here in the facility. And the question, my next question is to you, how much off-season participation do you think will be uh, at the facility, guys working out every day with the coaches, getting ready for this season? I think there's going to be a lot more, but I think they're going to be doing it together, meeting whatever city they're going to decide to meet up at. Because Brandon did that last season with a guy right. before the uh, yeah before free agency started even when you know Eric Bledsoe's still with the team Lonzo Ball they got together in Phoenix about 10 of them and they mm-hmm. worked for a good two hard weeks so I think I'm expecting for at least that to happen but probably even more so and Zion said he's going to be there he's going to be wherever the guys go and you know he wasn't there a year ago this was even before he got hurt I think mm-hmm. I want to see it this year I want to hear news of that because you're right he's he, if he's going to be one of these focal points of the team slash face of the franchise, he's got to be there. And there's no excuses for him missing at all last season, right? Even Eric, when, remember when he was supposed to go meet with Brandon Ingram, Trajan Langdon to go see the Suns uh, yes. playing in the playoffs and such? He didn't show up. He was supposed to be there. So 
I hope all that's changed. I think he's learned his lesson. It sure seems like it from everything we've been hearing from, you know, whether Zion, his side of the family, to other people that are close to the situation. I think he's ready to show a little bit more maturity. Well, I guess we'll see, depending on what the offer will be and what type of strings will be on that offer that he's going to be offered this summer, whether he'll be a happy camper or not, right? Yeah, but I'll tell you what. You can almost put it in writing. He's going to get offered the max. The only mm-hmm. thing is going to be the injury language, right? How are the Pelicans right. going to protect themselves? Sure. And I truly think they're going to put some kind of – it's going to be very identical to the Joel Embiid contract, where he's going to have to meet a threshold of games played, minutes played, to where if he overcomes that in the first two years, well, then he's going to pretty much see about $181, $186 million or so over this next contract. Mm-hmm. Now, if he doesn't, well, then, of course, he's going to get a lot, receive a lot lower from the Pelicans. And I think that's just smart business. He's played 85 games in three years. Pelicans have to protect themselves, right? And it's not just Gail Benson's money, which, of course, is important to her, right? She wouldn't be able to find an insurance claim on a foot injury he sustained on his next contract because it's a pre-existing condition. Yes. So the only right. way to protect is make sure that he plays in the games. And I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll, both sides will figure it out, right? If yeah. Zion and his family want that max money, they're going to sign off on this because that's really been how, you know, new player contracts, I should say second-year player contracts have been handled, right, on guys that have been perpetually injured since they've entered Mm -hmm. the league. And I don't see anything different happening here either. Ali, I'm probably going to ask you this every week. So, again, uh, you know, be prepared for it. Eighth pick in the draft, do they stay? Do they move? If they stay, who do you like? They've got to stay. At first I had wanted to see them move up, and I've even told you on your show, up Shaden Sharp. But I've been turned off of him lately. I've been looking at so much more of his footage. I don't think he's going to be a superstar. I think he's missing that elite step, right, that first step, the quickness, and then also having the moves once you get into a lane or past your opponent to be able to do something with it. I haven't seen it at all in the footage I've seen. And, yeah, so anyways, trading up, unless you can get Jabari Smith, I hope that the Pelicans don't do it because at eight, they're going to have their shot at, at, I think, of one or two of my favorites, Benedict Matherin or Dyson Daniel. You know, there's been a lot okay. of talk that Daniels has probably moved up, and I even myself five days ago thought when I tweeted it out, saying I think Dyson's a lock to go between four and seven, so therefore the Pels mm-hmm. aren't even going to have a chance. But that's fine, as long as you can get Matherin. And if by any chance those two guys are off the board, Eric, I'm now looking at Jeremy Sochin out of Baylor. I really yes. like this kid. I, I, I think that you've got to get another defender and or a guy that can at least do be versatile. Because you've got your three stars, right? If Zion's truly committed like we all think he is, you've got CG, you got B.I. Fill in the holes because mm-hmm. Herb's not enough. And while Trey's going to help and you're still going to have Jose doing things, watching these series, these playoff series, one thing that's shining me is defense. right? No matter how poorly these teams have shot, they've usually stayed in the game. And it's not just – the defense isn't coming from just two guys. right? Milwaukee, before they were exited out by the Celtics, they stayed in it simply because of their defense. They had no Middleton, mm-hmm. and Drew Holiday, as we know, can have those inefficient bats with offense. So I think the Pelicans' defense has got to improve a lot more, and therefore by either taking Daniels or Sochin out of Baylor, that would really help and go towards that. And, look, I'm going to say this. I think if anything this set of playoffs have told us is you can't have too many good players. You've got to be deep, especially when you get into the playoffs and you're dealing with injuries. You've got to have guys that can come in and can fill in for you. So all this talk about the, set, the Pelicans are set with their 14. Man, you always got to be getting better. Oh, exactly, Eric. I mean, that's one thing where I'm confident, though. If Zion can come back and stay largely injury-free, 
they've got three guys that can just get their bucket at almost any time. Mm-hmm. And ever since the Pelicans adjusted to CJ last year, scoring points was never a problem. I mean, look at how Miami, they, they, they actually started to make a little bit of a comeback on, on Boston last night, and they, they couldn't throw it in an ocean the entire game. And it was all because of that defense. So I feel like the Pelicans' offense is not going to be a problem with this core at all. That's why, you know, you feel comfortable with this core moving forward. But go ahead and just really go on on that defense. Because while it was good at times, and you love what individually Herb and Jose did, as a team, from a team standpoint, it wasn't elite. And I think you've got to be elite. Because remember, it's not just Boston, not just Miami, not just Milwaukee. But look at what Memphis was doing, right? How, how many games? And now Golden State. I think Golden State's playing mm-hmm. really well. And when Phoenix was, they were a top-five defense as well. So, really, it's that side of the ball that I think the Pelicans, besides the shooting, can help themselves the most. Always a pleasure, my friend. Love having you on the program each and every week. Tell the folks about your fantastic site, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, thanks a lot, Eric. You can follow us along over at SB Nation. It's all one word, www.thebirdrights.com. We've got something fresh for you guys just about every day, even though we've taken a little bit of a hiatus of late. We're going to get back into it soon where we've got something every day, whether it's articles or podcasts, especially with the draft. It's on June 23rd, and like I said, I expect the Pelicans to keep their pick, and they're going to add a very integral piece. No doubt about it. Thank you, my friend. Have have a a great uh, Memorial Day weekend, and we'll talk next week. Thanks, Eric, and you do the same. And I know you're just a few hours away, so I know you can't wait. Actually, I'm less than 30 minutes away. There you go. <laughs> Thank, thanks again. At Ali Gassell on Twitter. Make sure you give Ali a follow. All right. Coming up next is Ross Jackson. Um, we'll finish up the program with him. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceanic Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and also uh, the Hideout Bar. Don't forget about Burkhardt, especially if you're in the market for a um, – uh, a generator for your home or your business, they are the experts. Uh, first of all, they'll sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator to power up your home or business when the electricity goes out. Uh, a single-day install once you guys come to a, an agreement that puts you on that calendar. And then, of course, you've got um, uh, them standing behind their work with, uh, again, the, 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 the best – I think in the business when it, when it comes to in installation and then, of course, also when it comes to emergency service. You can finance uh, that over time, low monthly payments for you. New install quality check after one month is something they do for everything they install for uh, for their customers. And then that 24-7, 365 emergency service with all the parts you need stocked in their warehouse, they're ready. They're ready to go. When uh, when the storm dies down and it's safe for their technicians to get out there and get you back up and running, they'll get you back up and running immediately. And, of course, uh, again, the, the, just the, the overall wealth of knowledge when it comes to installing a generator, knowing where to install it, doing it right. I mean, you know, so many, we found out, especially during the last, after the last storm season, so many companies didn't know what they were doing. And, and, and they were putting the, the, um, the generators in the wrong place. I can tell you that right now. Uh, my, my generator, I wanted in, in, I wanted in like an alleyway of my house so, it was, so, I, so I wasn't taking up yard space, right? And the first thing that Jason Burkhardt told me is, look, you can't do it. You know, and he explained all the reasons why I couldn't do it. I said, well, you know, Jason, then you tell me where to put it, and that's where we'll put it. Okay, so, look, doing it right, making sure, again, they're keeping your family safe. It's all part of what Burkhardt does. Truly a company you can trust. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back with uh, Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints Podcast. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime.
at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by KFC. Sharing sides is good. Getting enough so you don't have to? That's finger licking good. Choose three large KFC sides, like secret recipe fries or creamy mac and cheese with eight pieces of tenders or fried chicken when you get KFC's side lover's meal. Order now on the KFC app. Prices of participation may vary. Delays are solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from Orleans to Canal. And in the meantime, delays pick back up on 10 westbound from Bonneville to the airport. Look out for delays on 10 eastbound from Loyola to Williams. And then delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Look out for delays on the 610 on the eastbound side from Veterans to the 10610 merge. And on the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid right at Canal Boulevard. Look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And look out for an accident Franklin at St. Claude. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your signs just say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Ross Jackson just a couple minutes away. Don't forget about my friends at Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street, part of the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill. Also, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, uh, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, and uh, the Hideout Bar. At Mambo's... <laughs> 
look, I, mean, I, I get excited when I talk about Mambo's. I just got to tell you. Uh, because, again, I've talk, I'll tell you the story. The Bader brothers came in. This was a decrepit strip, strip club. Caused nothing but problems in the French Quarter. Constantly getting, getting shut down. And they went in. And they just didn't turn the restaurant, you know, the, the strip club into a restaurant. They renovated the entire building. I mean, they took it down to the studs, okay? Um, and we had put this historic building back into commerce. Uh, beautiful restaurant. You walk in, as you walk in, the, the first floor picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. Uh, you got, uh, 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 again, um, the bar downstairs, great seating, uh, and, of course, the fantastic menu for you. Creole, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, uh, magnificent cocktails, great mixologist. I mean, something for everyone on the menu as well. Get on the elevator, take the stairs to the second floor. The door's open. You got a bar right there. As you look to your left, you've got, uh, you've got a, a beautiful Bourbon Street balcony, which you can dine on or you can have, um, have your next event or, again, or you can have a few cocktails on as well. Get on the, on, on the elevator, go to the third floor. Get on the third floor, doors open, beautiful bar. Again, beautiful restaurant to the left and right. But then as you look to the left, you look out, it's Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. It's amazing. The sight lines are something that you've never seen on Bourbon Street before. It's a beautiful restaurant. It's got great cocktails, great uh, uh, cuisine, fantastic service for you. Even got, a, uh, again, a, um, uh, a uh, authentic French Quarter courtyard in which you can dine in or, again, or, or, or have your next event or have a few cocktails. So it's an all-inclusive restaurant right there. Then when you finish up, right next door is the hideout bar. Okay, live music every single night for you in, in, in a courtyard setting uh, in a beautiful, over 300-year-old building, uh, serving cocktails and serving food for you as well. Make it a night at Mambo's in the hideout bar on the 400 block of, of Bourbon Street. That's 411 to be exact. Paul, part of the Oceana family of restaurants, open, up, open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Check them out online at mambonola.com. Make your next me- memory, your Bourbon Street memory, at Mambo's in the hideout bar. All part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, let's jump into it with my good friend Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints uh, podcast, as well as Saints Wire does a great job. And I'm telling you right now, folks, you got the weekend, right? And you, I know they're going to put some. He's going to lay some stuff down for you about OTAs, etc. Take a few minutes and check out his podcast. I'm telling you, you're going to walk away going, wow, I learned something. I mean, he, he does a great job in a condensed amount of time, again, giving you the necessary uh, information you need for your New Orleans Saints. He joins us on the program now. Ross, how are you? Hey, doing very, very well, Eric. Appreciate all that, and I am very glad to be here with you today. Hope you're doing well as well, man. Oh man, I'm doing fantastic. Just uh, I'm almost almost ready for a little mini vacation for the uh, uh, for the uh, <laughs> Memorial Day holiday. So I think everybody's getting excited. Ross, uh, I, I know you didn't make OTAs this morning, but look, I've been talking about OTAs over the last week or so. That I really think is the bedrock for a season. You harden your body. You get the team camaraderie. Again, you know your leaders emerge. There's so many things that happen during OTAs that lead into mini camp, that lead into, lead into training camp. And in the past, we've seen almost 100% participation. Today, Taysom Hill, De- Deontay Hardy, Michael Thomas, Mark Ingram, Bradley Roby, uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson, Marshawn Lattimore, P.J. Williams, Alvin Kamara, Demario Davis, Landon Young, James Hurst, Andres Pete, Jarvis Landry. Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner, all missed credit to uh, Luke Johnson, who tweeted that er- out earlier today. That, to me, is concerning. Now, I know that the coach, uh, Coach Allen, said that every one of those individuals either had an, had an excuse. Uh, they, it, it's voluntary. So, again, they were excused, or he at least knew why they weren't there. But that's a little bit concerning to me. Am I, am I overblowing this? Is it concerning to you? Well, I wouldn't say that you're overblowing it at all. I mean, it's certainly something to pay attention to as OTAs continue to roll along. But I don't know that it's 
fully concerning at this time, right? Certainly, it certainly sets something up. You said this all kind of lays the bedrock, lays the groundwork. That goes for a situation like this, too, right? Usually, when these guys are participating in OTAs, you start to get the bedrock and the foundation of what you're going to watch them develop throughout the offseason. In this case, with this many players absent, of course, you're paying attention to the guys that are there and the guys that do hit the field. But you're also going to watch these storylines and see how they develop over the course of time. I think that the important things to note here are that, of course, at this stage, OTAs are, of course, voluntary. Last year and even the year before, uh, there were a lot of, for different reasons, right? This centered around the NFL's uh, lack of ability and the NFLPA's lack of ability to come together on health and safety protocols and things like that. But we've seen over the course of the last couple of years, entire teams not participate in the off-season training activities. So getting a look at some of these players that are hitting the field is certainly important, but not yet time to really hit the panic button this early on any players that haven't reported at this time, some of which are dealing with injuries, some of which are, you know, I'm, I'm sure there might be a situation or two in which, you know, a guy like Deontay Hardy, who's playing on a one-year um, a one-year uh, tender and everything yes. contract, that, you know, that might not necessarily be a contract that he wants to put his body at risk for this early in the season. He has played with Jameis Winston before. He knows this offense. He was a big-time staple in it last year. So, you know, it's an opportunity to get some rest to continue to get healthy and, and kind of do your own thing before getting started. But some of the highlights of what you're looking at here aren't necessarily the players that are missing, but the players that are present. Scoot for the New Orleans Saints to have both Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas, and to even this quickly yeah. have Tyron, I'm sorry, Tyron Matthew in the building as well. Yeah, I would agree. A little concerned about Michael Thomas. It's been a couple of years since this injury. He's been working out with Alavi on the West Coast. Would like to see him on the field. Maybe that's a decision from the doctors. Hopefully this is not a pain issue with him at this point on why he's not on the, on the field. Yeah, that's a really, really good point and a really good observation, right? Like some of this could be a pain issue that keeps him off the field or something that's specifically tied to the injury, or it's simply the team saying that they're not ready to rush him yet as he is you know, still technically a part of the rehab program that the team has designated with their team doctors. So it could be either one. Obviously, you would very much rather it be the latter, of course. But seeing that he has taken the initiative to you know, bring Chris Olave or invite Chris Olave out to the West Coast to work out with him for 10 days, you see the fact that he's in the facility, you see the fact that he's there, that he and Cody Burns, I'm sorry, uh, Dennis Allen and Cody Burns have each gone and visited him. You see the buy-in from Michael Thomas, which I think is really, really important. The next piece that you're wanting to see is just – whether or not the absence at this point has to do with being careful and being cautious or if it has something to do with the injury still being, let's just say, pesky at the moment. Now, Dennis Allen said he's not ready yet, but the intent is to have him ready for training camp. I think that that's kind of the timeline that really we've been expecting all along is that training camp is really when he would be at an opportunity to get to full go, right, to ramp up throughout the early portions of training camp before he is officially full go. So that's what we'll be keeping an eye on. You know, there is a byproduct of not have, of having so many veterans missing time, and that is, again, as you mentioned, the ability of undrafted free agents and, and, and the newcomers to get more time on, on, on task. And, of course, that's part of, again, not having some of those guys there. Yeah, absolutely. Look, this is going to be a situation where a lot of these undrafted free agents are going to be able to come in now and get really familiar with the playbook, really familiar, familiar with the language, the vocabulary, all of that before they hit training camp, right? So they're not in a situation during training camps where they're trying to learn all of this stuff and 
prove that they can bring some value to the roster and try to carve out their spot, whether it be special teams, offense, defense, or otherwise. Instead, they get the opportunity to lay the foundation now and then come into training camp later on at the end of July going into August to be able to get to the point to where they're able to go out there and just try to maximize the value that they can show out on the field. The good news is your quarterback is out there. He may not be 100%, but as a leader, he's showing he's out there and he's playing. I think a lot of people were surprised to see Winston out there participating as well as, as much as he did today. Oh, certainly, yeah. I think that is a massive, massive piece of news for the New Orleans Saints that he was out there and that he's participating, whether it be you know limited or whether he's only really throwing from, you know, he's really getting downfield only in situations where they're throwing on air. But when it's coming to, the you know seven on sevens or the drills that they're trying to run kind of in motion and, and, and to speed he's sort of you know limited in terms of what he's able to do downfield but that's great because the thing that he mentioned that he wanted to work on over the course of this offseason was short and intermediate area passing and so he's able to do that while he's working on and still working through this what's effectively a limp he's still wearing a left knee brace for instance things like that but regardless i mean first of all this is a testament and a show uh from Jameis winston to his team what it means to him to be able to be back out there on the field. He had an interview with NFL Network during the uh, schedule release program. It was yeah. he talked about like he didn't just miss football as a whole. He missed playing football. He missed being out there on the field. He wasn't just in love with the game, whether it be watching it or otherwise. Watching it was hard because what he's in love with is being out on the field. Now here he is getting out on the field with his teammates and working with some of those undrafted free agents as well that we just talked about. Right. They're looking to show their value. Now they get to show their value with their starting quarterback on that team. And guys like Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave, they get work. And Marquez Callaway, they get work now mm-hmm. with Jameis Winston, the guy that's going to be throwing them the ball throughout the 2022 NFL season. So it's a show and testament of his dedication to the team, his work ethic with the, throughout his process, as well as his um, you know, desire to want to build and, and, and kind of grow those roots with those young players before the season begins. Yeah, and, of course, again, setting himself up as, again, the leader of the team. I mean, Breeze right. was the leader of the team. At the end of the day, people acquiesced to Breeze. And, again, look, as the quarterback, uh, he's walking into a situation where the culture's kind of ready-made, but, you know, putting his stamp on it, playing, you know, uh, you know, willing to be able to work through injury, to be out there, to be able to show, hey, man, I'm out here, get out here yourself. You know, and then on the flip side, to have a guy like Tyron Matthew coming in and, again, knowing that he's going to be an instant leader on this team, but having him out there for OTAs as well. I was huge on the defensive side. Yeah, absolutely. And especially as a new addition to the team, to see Hemp as a veteran who's been through this OTA process time and time again, get to be out there and immediately making an impact on the field, immediately coaching up players and kind of showing, like you mentioned, his leadership. One of the things that I asked him during his introductory press conference was about his ability to be a leader, not only on the field, but off the field. And he mentioned that that's a big part of who he is and his you know, desire to be a leader within the team is in the organization as well as a leader within the community as well. So you see the excitement that's generated around his addition to the team. You see the excitement that's generated with him being present for OTAs. Mickey Loomis mentioned that it's unique, mm-hmm. the response and the, the, the ability to be able to add these guys that are effectively homegrown talent, right? Like to, to the, the connection between community and organization when it comes to the New Orleans Saints and the city of New Orleans is so unique. And now you're growing that community even further and further entrenching those roots or digging those roots with players that are from New Orleans as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's great to have Tyron Matthew out there. And when you don't have all those veterans that are out there and you have so many younger players that are there, 
they all now get the opportunity to work next to Tyron Matthew and understand how the NFL game is communicated. So a player like Elante Taylor, who's getting a lot of reps right now, he's going to be able to have that communication, hear those calls from Tyron Matthew in terms of here's what you're looking for, here's you know what we're setting up, here's what the responsibility is, here's the call, here's what I'm seeing. All of that now, a young rookie like Elante Taylor gets to soak mm-hmm. in immediately and consistently throughout this OTA process. Ross, um, as I was telling the folks as we opened up, I think you got a great podcast. You do a great job with it. What are some of the things you're going to be doing over, over the next month or so as, again, we get out of OTAs and we get into a little bit of the dead period? Uh, what are some of the things that you'll be concentrating on? Yeah, thank you uh, for that. I appreciate it. I think a couple of the things that I'm really looking forward to that are going to be most recent just did our projection of the Saints offensive starters in 2021, the sort of offensive starter or starting lineup for uh, New Orleans and what those shakeups could be, because there could be some shakeups in the offensive line, for instance, depending upon how ready Trevor Penning is and how quickly he develops the Saints second first round selection. Uh, same thing's going to be coming up over on the defensive side as well. Defensive interior, I know, is a big question. What's the depth chart going to look like behind the starting linebackers, all of that? So we'll be able to break all that down. We'll have tons of interviews and everything throughout the offseason as well just to get some additional perspectives. But one of the big things that I'm going to be looking at is diving into scheme. Every Wednesday we go through what's called our midweek fundamentals. And that, mm-hmm. that segment and those segments are aimed at making sure that people aren't just being made or getting the opportunity to be smarter Saints fans, but be smarter football fans. So being able to right. understand what different coverages look like, what different safety shells look like, what the wide receiver route tree looks like, how to you know identify the mic and what that means. Like what does a quarterback's pre-snap read looks like look like? How do pre-snap and post-snap differences end up translating and what how does that impact an offense? So we'll get into more of kind of the intricacies of the of the the game of football and then talk about how it applies to Dennis Allen's defense. Pete Carmichael's offense and what to expect from the New Orleans Saints in 2020 or 2022. So I'm really, really excited to be able to dig in and get into kind of the nitty gritty of football and talk about how all of that translates about making the New Orleans Saints a potentially playoff team in 2022. I'm telling you folks, heading to the beach, got a few minutes, click, click on the podcast. It's entertaining. It's informative. And uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be a subscriber from that point forward. Ross, tell us how folks can find the podcast, what's going on with how they can find you on Saints Wire, and of course, how they can follow you on social media. Absolutely. Hey, always a pleasure to be able to be here with you and uh, love to be able to you know, connect with folks on the podcast as well. The easiest way to find it is, of course, over wherever you get your podcast. So whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, whatever it is that you're using, there's a bunch of apps and we're on all of those. And we're also on YouTube as well, where you'll be able to comment and sort of more immediately, you know, comment on what you're hearing, what you're seeing, ask questions, all of that. You can also ask questions to connect with me on Twitter at Ross Jackson NOLA, N-O-L-A. You can catch all the written work over at saintswire.usatoday.com with daily pieces coming out uh, there every Monday through Friday and even to the weekends as well. There you go. Have a, have a happy Memorial Day weekend, my friend. We'll talk next week. Always, thanks so much for your time. Absolute pleasure, buddy. You have a good one and a safe one. I'll talk to you here soon. There you go. And Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints Podcast and Saints Wire. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, uh, and, of course, Old New Orleans Cookery. All are open. All are open throughout the, uh, the uh, Memorial Day holiday. They're open late. Uh, so, again, you're looking for a late-night place to eat, looking for a place to grab a great cocktail or, or uh, a meal, again, check out the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, in the market for a new air conditioning system or your existing system breaks down or you're looking to tune that system up. 
Burke Auto's a one-stop shop for you when you're looking for, again, help with your air conditioning system. They're authorized to service all brands, authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. It's Burkhart. It's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back after these messages. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at bobbyabears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home of New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know? A driveway basketball hoop, including the base, weighs around 400 pounds. Something you probably do know? There's a windstorm coming. Something you probably don't know? A basketball hoop tipping over can poke a hole in a car roof like a can opener. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign, and we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. FC Gulf Coast Jam. Country on the Coast is coming to Panama City Beach, Florida. Real Fun Beach, June the 2nd through the 5th. Florida, Georgia Line. Brooks and Dunn. Oh, little 
Brett Young, you didn't know. Jordan Davis, Chris Jansen, Scotty McCrary, Maddie and Tay, and more. Tickets on sale at GulfCoastJam.com. Sponsor Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank Glenn Gilbo, Garland Gillen, Ali Cassell, Ross Jackson for joining us on the program. Thank uh, Rudy back in studio. I want to thank all the great sponsors to sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor, sponsor our program. Please again, consider uh, supporting those sponsors. Thank you for supporting those sponsors as well. Thanks to our friends at Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans uh, Oceana Grill, and Mambo's uh, for uh, supporting our Thursday show. And coming up next, the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. So keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Ken Trahan joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports at 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. I'll see you on Tuesday from the dog catch of the governor. That includes the man they all got to go. <laughs>